For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Everything's coming up to to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the zone, simple dedication to the team when you're in the know. To to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So, where are we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that. South cap, got that. Team ads, got that. So tell me what they do not have, huh? question to ask, but I don't mean to go brag, but boy, they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back, from KG to Zerbiak, and all I'm saying is that, the cast the one-stop shot for my timber, wolves, timber, wolves, ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up, timber, wolves, timber, wolves, falling from the autumn, ain't nobody gonna stop him, it's the timber, wolves, timber, wolves, phonies, you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes, timber, wolves, timber, Talk a lot about them, y'all don't really, really know. Let's go. Welcome in to the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris Emerson. Chris, how we doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. It's a little cold here in Minnesota, but uh, our team's hot, so I'm cool with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did your Does your kid get uh, school off tomorrow? Uh, he was off already. Um, oh, really? Oh, and, he got today off? And our whole house has COVID, so um, really? he's been off anyways, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, well, that's too – you doing all right? Yeah, like, fine. Oh, no. you good physically? All right, good Good to yep. hear. And uh, uh, Jared Good could not join us uh, this week, but just as good, we got Donover. Donover, how we doing? How's it going? Enjoying the three-game win streak, hoping we make it four tonight. Absolutely, yeah. Going up against the uh, Mavs once again. Uh, I got to say, man, Jane McDaniel's ga- uh, game one against the Mavs did a fantastic job against Luka Doncic. Doncic still had his still had his moments, like some d- d- doing what Doncic does. But man, did Jaden really make um, uh, really made him uncomfortable to the point where he even got thrown out of the game. So. Jaden did an amazing job. But first, let's talk about it. Uh, Ant has been fantastic lately, putting up putting up not only points but assists and rebounds. Almost had a triple-double against the Mavs. In fact, the, the fans were cheering for him when the game was out of reach for him to go in to put in Ant. But obviously, Chris Finch not going to do that. So, Chris, let me ask you this. Is this becoming Ant's team, and how is this going to look when Cat comes back? Um, I would say becoming. I'll go with that. I'll say becoming his team is fine. Um, I don't think it really was anybody's team. I mean, I think there's people that had, you know, staked a claim to it's my team, but I don't think it was really um, official. So I would say if it's anyone's, it's t- it's trending towards Anthony Edwards, but um, I don't think he's there yet. 
what is what was the second question? What's Cat gonna do when he comes back? Yeah, what's he gonna look like when he comes back? Well, I mean, I if he it depends on his maturity. I mean, if he's smart, he's gonna see what's happening and find a way that he can be effective in the roles that are currently needed. You know, so that's you know, is he going to be a super size um you know, Anderson, slow mo. Is he gonna kind of play create from the from the elbow? Um, you know, a couple three, four dribbles, bring in, bring in defenders, pass it off, hit the elbow or hit the corner three. So you're gonna be that kind of guy. Or is he gonna try to demand more of the offense where he's where the ball is flowing through him a lot more? We'll see. Um the, the thing is, is what we're doing right now is fun. It's a real fun brand of basketball. But mm-hmm. I think I think there's there's a level that it maxes out at. And I think Finch knows that. And I think Connolly knows that. And um, the fans may not know that. Like, the defense that we're playing, that we're flying around, that's wonderful. That high wall is so much fun. It creates turnovers, gets everybody involved. But the problem is if you play a team that is disciplined and makes two passes, there's a wide open corner three almost every time. Um, And in the regular season, teams aren't doing that because they don't really care. They're not going to scout your team heavily and put in a whole new offense to go against a Tuesday Minnesota road game. You know what I mean? But if you're in a playoff stretch, they're going to do that. And that's why we went out of our way to – Bring, bring a guy in that's that can run the drop coverage because you have to be able to have multiple defensive looks in the playoffs. You have to have high-level talent in the playoffs. And that's what this team is right now. It's are we going to keep working to reach our max level, our peak level of ability, which I think could be a championship-level team? Or are we going to keep rolling with what's hot and fun right now, which is great? Um, and that might peak out at like a you know a five seed. Okay, I- interesting take there, uh, Donovan. What do you think? I don't really like getting caught up in the whole narrative on whose team it is. Like, oh, it's this guy, it's Cat's team, it's Ant's team, it's Rudy's team. To me, it really just comes down to, especially offensively, what is making this team thrive. And it's right now, it's Anthony Edwards. Usage rate going through the roof, him distributing at a rate we haven't seen in his career. I mean, he's a triple-double threat, hasn't gotten one yet, but he's a the last three games, three, four games, he's, he's producing at a rate we haven't seen him yet. We've seen flashes of it. We haven't consistently seen it be like, hey, Ant hasn't got a touch in a little while. We got to run the offense through him. So, I mean, we can talk all day about who's, whose team it is. I don't really care at the end of the day. Let's just get wins. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. And uh, there was a quote uh, from oh, a couple quotes this week from Anthony Edwards. First of all, he said that he's having the most fun that he ever has. Now, now I know it's a professional sport, and it's not all about fun. But, I mean, when, when a guy plays with that much joy, it's definitely contagious. Another quote that he had was that, Guys are encouraging him, like his team. If he, like you were mentioning, Donovan, if he doesn't get the ball every um, for two or three possessions, they're encouraging him to go and get the ball and attack a little more. And Chris, you had a comment on that? 
Yeah, I mean, what Ant's doing right now um, is awesome. And it's it's the only way that he's going to have much value in this league is if you do something more than just be a scorer. Um, mm-hmm. That just be a scorer thing is fun and all, but it, it tops out. It tops out, like, pretty low. Like, there's a lot of guys that are just scorers, you know, like, you know, Clarkson, just a scorer. You know, there's a reason why, you know, he's a six-man guy, not a starter. You know, um, there's a lot of guys that have always just been scorers. So this is the evolution of a superstar is now you become a ball-dominant play creator. Um, and to say that it's just Ant making this work, I think, is is kind of not, not given the respect to what D'Angelo Russell's doing. D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. is every bit as important right now than Anthony Edwards is. And maybe a little more because he does still have a little bit more of that calming presence that can control the game a little bit better. But what those two guys are doing is going to make a free agency really hard for Tim Connolly. Um, if D'Angelo keeps this up, um, there's going to be some real questions to be asked on what his value is in a contract. That's true. Yeah. It, it, it's something to be said about playing in a contract year, which is definitely what D'Lo is doing right now. I, I'm not saying it's just him playing in a contract year. He had a rough game against the Mavs, but he has been dynamite for the Wolves so far. So let's move forward. Let's talk about another guy who's been putting up minutes. And I know, Chris, you love talking about him, but let, let's start with you, Donovan. Uh, let, let's talk about Nas Reed a little bit, because can we say he's on the best for for the efficiency and and the, the numbers he's been putting up? Got to be on the best contract in the league, don't you think? I've been saying that for like two, three years now. So it's, it's nice to see Nas finally get his flowers from a lot of other people rather than me, Chris, and a bunch of other people just banging the drum for Nas. The issue in the past with Nas, in my opinion, was he was inconsistent. We'd see flashes of this where he'd go out and get 23 and 8. Mm-hmm. And then the next game, go out and put up like 6 and look like he didn't belong on the floor. So I understand why some people were hesitant of him. But, man, he's just playing phenomenal right now, exactly when the Wolves needed him to. And you got to give him – all the credit in the world to go from catching DMPs and staying mentally locked into this team to come in when they need them the most and perform at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to be thinking Nas too. I, I know he's a team guy, but he, as much as as much as he's playing for the team, he's got to be playing for a contract as well. I mean, he's got to be looking around and looking at teams coming in and either this team or, or some other team, like there's gotta be somewhere where I can at least get 25, 20 minutes a night. But Chris talk about Nas a little bit. I was listening to uh, Britt Robinson and um, Dane Moore speak today. And they said that uh, Britt said that Nas from the people he knew basically was completely checked out of this team um, going into this season. Um, Rightfully so, because he was, you know, been averaging eight minutes a game, you know, and where Donovan said, like, he'd have these huge games. Almost always those games were the games he actually played. Like, he would have 25 minutes a game, and then the next game he'd have six. You know, like, Mm -hmm. his minute consistency has been nowhere. But he would have a lot of these, you know, 12 points and 12-minute kind of games. But to show game in and game out, the consistency, like you said, Donovan, is huge. 
and in big minutes, you know, like he's playing full, he played 40 minutes the other night, you know, like he's, what he has done to his body to come in from the fattest guy in the draft when he was drafted by far the biggest, the most body, uh, body weight was gross to now, I guess he looks like an action hero. Like he's just completely chiseled and ripped. I mean, he's, he's, he's trouble. Like he's going to be causing a lot of people trouble. What he does in the open court. I mean, he's got really, really solid big man handles and he goes right to the rim with, with aggression. People, people want nothing to do with him in the open court. Um, he needs to see real minutes in this league, and he will. It just depends on which team it's going to be on. And I hope it's ours. And I hope, um, I hope we can, we can, you know, pay him back for what he's done to, you know, keep a, like you said, Gabe, a good spirit. He's always cheering. He's always got a good attitude. He's never sulking, at least to the media, um, mm-hmm. or that we can see. I love it. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that now, obviously, it's not helping him financially right now, but do you think that not being drafted has almost helped him to almost give him a get go to like to to almost play a little harder and have a little chip on his shoulder, not knowing that he has to earn his way to the league rather than like a James Wiseman who gets drafted high and then just doesn't perform? Do you think that maybe like uh not being drafted might have helped him a little bit. I'm sure there's some of that overlook kind of thing. Like I'll show you, um, mm-hmm. or even more like if he was drafted top 10, which mind you going into his going into the freshman season, he was expected to be in that range. Like he was, I was, I was really interested in bigs in that draft coming out. Uh, that would have been freshman one and done. So going into that freshman year, I did a lot of high school research, actually, like on the best high school bigs. And I loved him. Um, he reminded me a lot of what Carl Anthony Towns was doing. Um, he could do a little bit of everything. Um, but he's maybe twice the athlete, I think, Towns is. Um, so right now, I think maybe it gave him a little, man, why, did, why was I overlooked so bad? And maybe he had to look at the man in the mirror and maybe that's what's really pushed this weight loss, this uh, dedication. It's possible. But um, I'm sure if you asked him, he would take that money. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's not helping him financially. I honestly, whether now as much as I love Nas here, I cannot wait for the day where he gets a big contract and he yeah. and all of his hard work pays off. Because there's something about in basketball, particularly just someone working for for that contract and then getting it. Uh, it's and unlike what's, unlike a guy like Timothy Mozgov, who was just given a contract <laughs> for no reason. I, it's, there's something to like a guy earning it. But let's move forward. Let's, let, let's talk. Oh, go ahead. Let me say one thing about Nas. Sure. One thing that's crazy about Nas Reed is he's like, I don't know, a year older than than Ivy. He's, he's 23. Like, yeah, this young. guy's so young. Like he's, he's like a literally a year older than some guys that were drafted this year. Like he's so young. So like to look at him, like, Oh, he's finally got it. Or, you know, this, this vet that's been just grinding for so long in reality, like he's just, just a kid still, you know, he's just right. learning. So yeah, he's, I mean, he's got so much. I mean, people talk about how young Ant is. He's only two years older than Ant. So I mean, I mean, 
think, think about that a little bit. So let's let let's talk. Um, so what? And I know you put this in the chat uh, um, that we were talking about, Chris. But what's changed in what you see now? The Wolves since Cat's gone down, since uh, Rudy's gone out too. Kind of in this three-game win streak. And we'll start with you, Donovan. What have you seen that's different about the Wolves than when they were kind of uh, kind of dogging it a little bit? They're not in their heads. Like when Rudy and Cat were on the floor, you could tell players were thinking way too much to try to, A, to get Rudy involved because that was a huge pushing point this early or in the preseason. That was a huge huge push was, hey, we're going to unlock Rudy. We're going to unlock Rudy. We're going to toggle on defense. We're going to go from up at the screen and blitzing when it's just Cat out there to – playing the drop with Rudy and you could players are just thinking way too much. Then they're just going out there. They're sharing the ball. They're playing good team defense. I'm a little concerned what's going to happen when they come back. Personally, I think they should try to go back to toggling between both of them because that's what is going to benefit them most come playoff time because you have to have that in your bag of tricks. And I'd rather struggle early than struggle late in the season. But they're just playing free. They're they're not thinking, and it's really beautiful to watch. Yeah, and I think it's interesting what you said, trying to force it to um, to go bare. I feel almost like sometimes Ant could go for the layup, but instead he's trying to throw it up to go bare because he feels like he kind of has to. I, I feel like a team where this is his team and this is him, he's the number one option, I feel like he shouldn't need to do that. But, Chris, what do you think has changed in your eyes? Um, what what's really changed is everybody seems to to have a role in winning. Um, a lot of the a lot of the role guys, like a lot of the guys like Rivers, um, are playing huge. I mean, five yeah, steal games, multiple like three three pointer hit games. I mean, he's giving us everything that Patrick Beverly gave us without the irrational technicals. Um, mm-hmm. then we've got guys, you know, like slow-mo is playing well, you know, and he's got his role. Um, Nas has his role. Nathan Knight comes in and is an effective, like nobody's really, nobody that's getting tick is, is, is not really producing. Um, I guess the only guy that I really wished I, I could have stepped up that hasn't is Noel. Um, I think this actual stretch is 10 game stretch has actually kind of killed his value. Um, coming for next season's free agency kind of thing. Um, because this would have been one of the things where, like, oh, we need a scoring punch. Even some games with D'Lo coming out, like, you need to step up and do it. And he's been okay, but not, not what we needed. Um, but mostly these these bench guys, everyone's got their role. And, and this is the way Finch wants to play. Like, I don't think people that were calling for Finch is, first of all, that's ridiculous in his head. But um, second – like people are thinking, like I don't think Finch said go get me two centers. Like I don't think that was what he said. You know, like we were the smallest team in the NBA last year. We were the most effective playing small, creating turnovers, being that scrappy, you know, fly around defense, having an offense that was all part of the flow, which is his thing. He keeps saying that. That's what we're playing right now. We're playing in the flow having all these mm-hmm. guards that are either spotting up or creating each guard doing both that's playing in the flow, you know, like having a, a power forward, like Anderson, you know, maybe play create 
that's in the flow. Grab the rebound. Whoever grabs a rebound, get down court as fast as you can. Start the process. That's in the flow. Um, that's what he wants. So I think he's been even hampered by, you know, Tim Connolly saying, well, this is the new thing we're going to do. We're going to go two bigs. Um, but I also think he knows that's our max potential. So I would say, I would say us playing Timberwolves basketball, you know, is important. And that's what we've been doing um, from what used to be Timberwolves basketball. And playing that kind of defense where everybody's involved keeps them involved the whole game. Like that keeps you involved on offense because you are just engaged on defense, not sitting and watching. Um, Mm -hmm. Everyone's involved. You know, every single guy has been involved, and that's been beautiful. Not a lot of watching. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And what one thing that I've seen, and we can talk about it, is Ant is kind of playing the point guard right now. He's kind of uh, D'Lo brings up the ball every so often, but Ant is the primary on-ball uh, player, and it, it seems to be working pretty well. I, I just think it gets Ant more involved in the play earlier, and it just it, it frees him up a little bit. What do you What do you think about point point guard Ant, Chris? Well, I think it teaches them that you can have the ball and give it up and it can come back. I think that's not something he trusted earlier. So every time he touched the ball, and rightfully so, he was on attack mode. And and I think that's how he should be. But I also think he needs to understand that if he gets off the ball, it'll come back to him. And I think even artificially teaching him that by having him bring the ball up and just make this first stupid pass – and then, you know, start the offense this is important. I think that's starting a mindset. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, every good, every superstar does this. I mean, yeah. you've got Paul George, you've got Kawhi Leonard, you've got Jason Tatum, you've got LeBron James, you've got anyone with Luka Doncic, anyone who's a star wing is the play creator. It's just how it is in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Donovan, anything to add on that? Well, I was, I was just going to bring up, so Kevin O'Connor tweeted this yesterday. In the first 29 games of the season, Anthony Edwards ran more pick and rolls than D'Angelo Russell four times in that stretch. Over these last two games, Anthony Edwards has ran 37 and 42 pick and rolls and D'Lo 22 and 29. The, the Wolves are empowering him. They've, they've seen the light. They think he's ready. The, the offense runs better with Anthony Edwards at the helm of it. And he's the future. He should he should be the one running it now. I agree. I, I totally I would be, I would be interested ahead. to see what our pick and roll rate difference has been. Because that's something that again <laughs> Finch has been pushing against is the spread pick and roll. Um and I think it's one of those things where he knows that's the easiest way for us to get offense. Like, everybody knows that. But he also knows that it's also the laziest, easiest way to get offense, and sometimes that's not the best way long-term. So I think right now Finch is giving us some of that easy stuff because that's what we need with these stars out. And, and you know, it's good to have it in your back pocket, but I, I, I think we're going to see some purposeful struggle once guys come back, and I think it's going to be him doing more teaching so that come, you know, the end of the year, we're, we're rolling with everything. Mm-hmm. Do you, let, let me ask you this, Chris, and this is kind of, 
kind of uh, kind of broad. But do you think that Chris Finch is the perfect coach for for this team? Or would or and obviously this is a tough question to ask. Or or do you think there would be someone better for the position now? Now you could say like I don't know, like Brad Stevens or something like that. But but do do you think that that Finch? Do you think he's a top ten coach in this league? What do you think? I mean, I think it's obviously yet to be determined. I think it's the simple way. But if I had to make a a guess, I would take him top ten. Okay. Um, I think I think he's got a good enough pedigree to be to have that. I think that um, I think he's showing it. I think with his versatility, and I think what'll really happen, and and this whole season has put so much on Chris Bench. Um, I mm-hmm. wrote this down in my little some notes I was jotting the other day. There's nobody more important than Chris Finch right now in the Timberwolves organization. For them to take that much money and that many resources and put them in two bigs, two two centers, and say, "Coach, figure it out." That's that's unbelievable. Like that's a crazy thing to do to a coach. Like, hey. No one in the NBA is doing this. No one's been doing this. And you've been successful going the opposite way. So mm. now we're going to make you figure this out. Like the, the amount of trust that's there is telling me that he must be thought of, at least from Tim Connolly as a top 10 NBA coach, or it's a mm-hmm. setup to get somebody in that Connolly likes as a top 10 coach. But, uh, I'm going to believe in him until proven otherwise. And there's nothing that he's shown me that proves me otherwise. And it might be, you know, fool's gold, but listening to him in his press conferences mm-hmm. um, assure me that I believe that he's a top 10 coach. The way that he openly calls out players, um, is honest about his own mistakes and stuff. Those are actions that, people that are top 10 coaches in my opinion also have and also take. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. he's either top 10 or he's really good at impersonating a top 10 coach. We'll see which mm-hmm. one it is. Mm-hmm. Donovan, what, what do you think of Chris Finch and his performance so far? What is it about two years in year and a half? In I think it's, long? yeah, two years almost, right? I'd say almost two, two and a half almost. Yeah. Cause he was higher in mid season. Uh, when Saunders got fired. So what do you think of his performance so far? It's really tough as a Timberwolves fan, just like in general as a Timberwolves fan, to judge coaching because we've had some very, very bad stretches. So to go out and say he's already the second best coach in in Timberwolves history is not a leap. It's not a very far leap at that. But like Chris said, if you just listen to Finch talk about the game, in my, in my mind, there's no doubt that he's a top-10 coach, regardless of how the Timberwolves are performing. You, you're asking so much of him, especially based on the offense that he likes to run, to go get a guy like Rudy Gobert, who doesn't really run a flow offense. And Utah ran more pick-and-rolls than anybody in the league the last five years. I, I think it would be a very big mistake to let Chris Finch go for probably anyone other than Quinn Schneider, just because of the Rudy connection. Yeah. And Quinn can coach. Yeah. Yeah, he can. So let's go to the chat here. We got a question and maybe Chris, you can answer this. How much influence do you think uh, 
would Finch had in acquiring Gobert. So you, you think very little, do you, do you think, uh, Chris? I'm guessing when a new when you when your boss when a new boss shows up at work, and he's like, "Hey, this is what I'm planning on doing." Um, and you know that most new bosses that come in fire everybody. I'm guessing Chris Finch was like, "Hey, man, uh, sure, I'll make it work." You know, I, I don't think I, I would assume I would hope that they all could have communicated enough to be honest. Um, I'm guessing that Chris Finch was like, "Yeah, he's a talented player," um, but I don't think like he was like, "Hey, go get Rudy Gobert." Right. I don't think he was the driver behind it. My guess is he was like, yeah, more talent is always better. So I guess he, I would say he approved it, but I don't think he, you know. I think we, we lost you there for a second, but uh, yeah, I, I, we, we got, we got oh, most of it. Yeah. Okay. Just, just like the last two seconds we missed you, but we, yeah, I, I, I just said, I don't think he was behind it. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I don't think he was the mastermind behind getting Rudy Gobert. It's just it wouldn't make sense, really, um, to particularly for for a coach to tell the to tell the new GM like to go and get a Pacific player like like that. That usually doesn't happen too much, uh, particularly a, a newer coach. Like maybe maybe like Pat Riley, who was in Miami forever. Maybe like hey, new management, go get LeBron or whatever, but. But like usually, I would say a new coach probably doesn't doesn't go in there and say, "Hey, go get the defensive player of the year" or something like that. So, yeah, that, that's not what I would say. So let, let's look uh, since since we're going towards tip off tonight. A uh, couple notes for tonight's game: Dwight Powell will be back for the Mavs. He's going to be coming off the bench, uh, so that'll be a factor. Uh, Luca. Obviously, coming off in a non-Luca style game, of course, he got thrown out in the fourth quarter, and and I would say that's kind of what gave the Wolves. I mean, they were already winning, but that really sealed it, giving four free three throws, and and he made all of them to his credit, and um, taking the best player out of the game. I mean, that that kind of sealed the deal there. But what are we looking for out of the Wolves tonight? We'll start with you, Donovan. How do we what, what do we got to do to defend Luca and Dwight Powell coming back as well? And just uh, yeah, yeah. What, what are you looking for out of the Wolves tonight? Just a repeat for, performance of was it Monday night? Monday, yeah. Let Luca let Luca do Luca things. You know, he'll hit one or two, and he'll force probably three or four more bad step backs. We see it all the time out of Luca, unless he gets hot. And, you know, that's going to happen sometimes. Uh, keep pestering him, and let's keep this offense flowing. Like, let's make it four tonight. Yeah, for sure. Chris, what are you looking for? Um, similar stuff, you know, keep keep Luca out of the paint. You know, I think that was yeah. important. If he wants to dance around and chuck up, uh, you know, step back, contested 40-footers, I'm cool with that. Um, also, you know, don't help off the wings so much because I'm guessing they've scouted us now and they're like, okay, they're going to blitz us. That's swing, swing to an open three point shooter. So let's watch those corner threes. If they start hitting those like crazy, it might be a long night. Um, we had some of those nights last year. So let's yeah. hope that, uh, let's hope we can do that. And let's just hope we can just keep being aggressive, you know, yeah. on offense, just aggressive. 
Another note that I just literally just just found out just broke on Twitter. Uh, Rudy Gobert is back tonight, so Rudy Gobert will be in the starting lineup. Nas coming off the bench. Still expect Nas to get a good 20, 25 minutes in it there. But you give Nas twenty minutes, he could score sixty. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Actually, we were. Uh, when I was with my friends at the Chicago game, and I was like, man, I got a feeling Ant's going to go for 50 tonight. And then Nas comes out and scores the first 10 points of the game. I'm like, no, 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 it's going to be Nas. <laughs> Nas is going to go for 50 tonight. So, yeah. By the way, uh, so just just a random, just since, since we're getting towards the holidays, uh, I just want to ask you a random question just for fun. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas song? It will start with you, Chris. If you or top five or, or whatever, or just Christmas song. I don't have like. five. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. whatever you like. <laughs> there's not five. Um, my favorite. Or that doesn't Christmas. annoy you. Which one? I think it would have to be like an instrumental. Like it would have to be soft instrumental in the background. I don't need. I'm not going to want any words in it. Okay. Um, I would say I'll roll with like the peanut soundtrack. Like piano in the background, I can roll with. Okay, all right. So a good, a good Minnesota answer there, uh, Donovan. What, what kind of what Christmas songs do you like, or favorite one, or whatever? I was tortured when I worked retail for four or five years, where I had to listen sure. to Christmas music all of December. So I almost hated all of it. Um, we're gonna go Holly Jolly Christmas. Okay, okay. I actually, I have a couple favorite ones. Weezer, actually, uh, I love Weezer, but uh, they got a song called The Christmas Song. It's pretty good. You can look it up. Uh, also, I'm a sucker for John Lennon's Merry Happy Christmas War is Over. I like that one. And then uh, uh, George Michael's um, uh, Last Christmas is very good, in my opinion. But other than that, that, that those, those are kind of my three go-tos, so... But but they Chris, you're all instrument. You're all instrumental. It sounds like <laughs> just the least evasive. Like I want something that's just sort of like quiet in the background. Like I don't need. Uh, I don't need to hear it really. Even like you, you're you're not going caroling on Christmas Eve. It sounds like. I mean, no. Oh, yeah. If I got to do it, if I got to do it to be world's number one dad, I'll be right up front <laughs> singing. But in my heart. That's not where I want to be. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Well, also, you probably shouldn't do it because it's going to be like negative five degrees on Christmas Eve, too. So. And I've got COVID. And you got COVID, so that would be even worse. I mean, I don't want to be sp- screaming COVID at people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that would be the worst Christmas present ever, <laughs> I, I guess you could say. Well, I, I anything to add, you guys, or should we wrap it up there? All right, we'll wrap it up. I was just going to say, I think we're going to have some fun talk with Cat, maybe being trade bait uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. So those are going to be fun coming. But in the meantime, enjoy what we got. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll see how Rudy fits in tonight. Uh, Hopefully not trying to force him too much. But then again, I don't mind the – the uh, I, I don't mind the every so often Rudy Gobert alley oop. I do love that, but uh, in particularly, I think it helps D'Lo a lot. Anyway, Donovan, thanks so much for 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 being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a merry Christmas. Yeah, you too. You too. And uh, Chris, as always, thanks for being here. No problem. 
And this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Oh, and by the way, thank you, everybody. We did make it to 150 subscribers. Yay! Uh, so so good for go. us. So let's let let's make it. Let's try by the end of the season to get to 200. Let's get it to 200 by the end of the season. So like, share, and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button, and also tell a friend because because the best the best PR marketing I could buy ads, but the best marketing is is uh, word of mouth. Just a friend like, hey, I love this podcast. I listen to. They talk about the wolves. Oh, I like the wolves too. Let me check that out. So yeah, tell a friend. Tell it. Hey, at Christmas, tell your family. Why not? Also, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, make sure to give us a five-star rating because it helps push it to other people. And as always, go Wolves. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.